Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group and your host today. We're going to be talking about health savings accounts. Now, I've done a show in the past about how great these things are. They are the best number one account, but we're not going to get into the details so much about the accounts when you're young. We're going to talk about health savings accounts in retirement. How do they work? What happens when you go on Social Security? What happens with Medicare? Can you use a health savings account on Medicare? We're going to get into those details to help me. I'm going to ask my co-host, Tony Shore, to come in right after this brief intro. Tony, let me tell you something. We're doing a podcast today, but we're also on video. You're about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, host Dan Wendell, a certified financial planner, is joined by his sidekick, Tony to discuss financial issues, news, and tips. Dan keeps the focus on retirement planning, and Tony keeps the show fun and down-to-earth. Now, let's have some fun planning your retirement and begin the show. There he is, Tony. Oh, what are you doing there, Tony? Reading a book. Oh, there it is. He's reading my latest book. Shameless oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> During the intro, I just started, uh, picked up where I left off. Uh, this is my second time through, and I just find it interesting on page 42. Uh, I think this chapter is the life universe and everything, and you answer all those questions uh, in this book. That's amazing, by the way. Um, I'm just kidding, but it's a great book. The Spending Window, Dan Wendell. See the name down there? Look at that. This is a great book. And seriously, my wife's reading it, and now she's making me do all these things that you say in here uh, that I have, have been to do. So. I should have warned you <laughs> not to let your wife read it because you might have to implement some of these spending strategies. Yeah, well, we need to implement some of them. But I'm just wondering, I mean, it's all really good, and it's on intermittent spending and how it can improve our finances. Uh, great book, so much great information. But then I get to get back here, like to page 80, and there's a chapter why chickens hate snowblowers. That's the just that's. And so there's a, there's a whole thing on that. And I mean, it's like you're in Florida. Why would we even be talking about snowblowers in the first place? But chickens, uh, I'm kidding. That's not in here. That's, this is fine. This did is you get, fine. It's, did you get to the chapter about health savings accounts yet? Because it's not I, one of those in there either. No. <laughs> just like, just like this show, Tony, why are you taking us off topic and shamelessly plugging my book? Well, I can't I be want, mad at you, though. I want you to tell people, Dan, how they can get a hold of this because it's a great book and a great deal, too. I mean, obviously, they can get it for free if they set up a complimentary consultation with you. Uh, but they can also, I just went on Amazon, you know, and got it. You offered to send me copies. Uh, of course, I'll, I'll have to have you autograph this when we can get together again after the COVID. But uh, but yeah. I love yeah. it. I even bought copies for friends and uh, it's really, it's not expensive at all. And uh, it shipped right away. I got it quickly from Amazon. So it is available on amazon.com and they can probably get it directly from you as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just the book is called the spending window and you can go to spendingwindow.com and you can connect with me. If you want a copy, let me know, email me and see if yeah. I can get you one. I'll give you Tony's copy. He didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to buy it himself. Yeah. Support, support the poor starving artist. I mean, forget Hemingway. I mean, and, you know, there's they say To Kill a Mockingbird. They say, you know, a lot of great American uh, novelists out there. You know, I mean, Steinbeck, whatever. Those guys, nothing. 
They're morons. <laughs> Look at this is it. All this right. Enough it. of that. Let's talk about health savings accounts. <laughs> You're making me blush. So we've done in the show in the past. I, I quizzed you. You failed. And I said, what was my number one account? And you thought it was Roth. And I said, no, health savings account all the way. And yeah, you surprised me with that. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of health savings accounts. And one of the things people get confused about, you know, if you don't know what a health savings account, like I mentioned in the intro, please go to that show. We talk about it in detail. I'll put it right up here. You can click on that link and, and, and listen to it. Um, but the health savings account is a tool. It's a tool to save money and it's designed to be used for health expenses. And if you use it for health expenses, you don't pay taxes going in, meaning you can write off. If you put a thousand dollars in a health savings account, you don't pay taxes on that. It's like a IRA contribution in that regard. It's Mm. deductible. Then if it grows, that's great. When you take the money out and you use it for health expenses, you don't pay taxes then either. So you can, you can put money in a health savings account and never pay taxes. That's why it's number one. Now, wow. There's some there's some interesting things about a health savings account and they're tr- and I think the government's going to try and expand these. I would love to see that happen, but right now it has to be paired with a high deductible health plan. Now, Tony, you have one a, a health savings account. Yeah. You you that means you have a high deductible health plan and I believe that's through your wife's work. It is. Yep. Wow. How do you even so- it's kind of creepy that you know I'm, this. But. I'm, you know, I'm I've a fiduciary. I'm a fiduciary. I have to do what's in your best interest. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Put down no, you know, the you cupcake, know all, Tony. So. Put down the cupcake. I know that <laughs> this is breakfast Breaking time. news. Breaking news. It's pizza. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> breakfast. You have a high deductible health plan with your wife, and that means you pay money when you go to the doctor. You, you have to mm-hmm. reach a certain threshold. But to offset that, you're allowed to put into a health savings account tax-free and then spend money on health services tax-free. Right. And that account is growing tax-free. So that is a beautiful thing. But if you don't have a high deductible health plan, then you can't contribute to an HSA. So the question I get, people love it. Not a fan of the high deductible health plan though. That's my problem. I know. Well, you know, if you use the services a lot, it could be, it could be difficult, but if you if you pair it with an HSA, you can get tax free health care, which is nice. True. Yes, um, but if you're using more than you have in the HSA, then yeah, I get it. But we're not going to debate health care because I can go all day about that. Yeah, but when you should. go on Medicare, when you go on Medicare, Medicare is not a high deductible health plan. It's a health plan, but it's not yeah. high deductible. So therefore, right. you can't contribute to an HSA anymore. Mm. So people say. Oh no, I'm going to be going on Medicare. What's going to happen to my HSA? Am I going to have to get, stop using it, get rid of it? What I, you know, what do I do? So you can't contribute to it, but you could still use it. Oh, and as long as you use it for healthcare purchases in retirement, which we know we're going to have, yeah. it's still tax free. And all the growth that you have when you don't use it. If you invest your HSA account in stocks and they double, triple, all that gain, tax-free, as long as you use it on Mm -hmm. health expenses, which is a beautiful thing in retirement because we know it. So the question becomes, well, Dan, what if I don't want to go on Medicare? I love my health 
plan at work. It's a high deductible plan. I want to keep contributing, but I'm turning 65. I'm going on Medicare. What then? I don't, I want to keep contributing. That's the question. Can you do that? And it, yeah, unfor- question. unfortunately, it's creeping up. People, people are retiring later than 65. Yeah. Now the average age of retirement, Tony is still below 65. I, I, I find that hard to believe, though. I, my, I, not people I know, that's for sure. Uh, most You're hanging people, out with the wrong crowd. You're yeah. hanging out with the workers. Yeah, my neighbor Tom. With, with, the, the, like, with the ladies of luxury and, and leisure. He's 70 <laughs> and still works for the state of Minnesota. The health care is better than he could get on Medicare through the state. <laughs> that's another reason. So people still yeah. work for health care. And I have a video yep. on that. Why I hate the fact that people work for health care. It just seems yeah. backwards to me. But yep. In the case of someone that wants to continue to work for whatever reason, and they don't, they want to keep contributing to an HSA because they know how powerful it is. They listen to my videos and say, oh my God, this guy's onto something. I want to put all the money in an HSA as max possible, but I'm turning 65. I don't want Medicare. So what you do is you postpone it. You postpone Medicare. You can, you don't have to take Medicare at 65 if you don't want to. Hmm. Now. So it's not automatic. Well, it is if you take Social Security. Ah, okay, I see. But if you're on, if you're not taking Social Security, and you're saying I don't want help, I don't want Medicare, and you're still working, and you have coverage to work, you could say kick the can. You sign the card, you sign the form, send it back, and say I'm declining it. Hmm. And that's perfect, right? And then when you go to get it later, you don't pay an enrollment penalty. You don't pay a late enrollment penalty. That's a scary thing. If you have credible health coverage, which you do. Now, if you didn't have health coverage and you didn't take Medicare when you when you turn 65, then you will pay a late enrollment penalty later. Mm. But we're talking about people that have an HSA account and they want to keep doing that. Right. So they have health care. So uh, right. that that's not really an issue for the, the people we're talking about. And, and a lot of people who uh, are in that age category, most of them, if they're still working, they have some kind of health care plan, obviously. Uh, I mean, unless they're independently wealthy and don't really need it or, or want it. But uh, right. But, you know, so. that's what usually happens is the people that are wealthy are the ones contributing to an HSA because they see the math. They do the numbers yes. and they're like, hey, I don't I can make 30 million dollars a year and still contribute to an HSA. I mean, that's great. There's yeah. no limit. So now there's limits. You can only do, you know, five, six, seven thousand, depending on your age. But, and it has to be used for medical expenses when you use it. But you're right. going to have them. I mean, everybody has them, at, right. especially as we get older. I mean, what's the figure? Two hundred and thirty eight thousand, isn't it? That people, the average Amer- American will spend on health care in retirement and college. Tony, Do I, was that a sore oh. topic? Sorry, sorry, we're not talking we, about. Didn't mean no, to bring up college costs. No, we're no. not going there. We're not going to talk about college today, Dan, or no, their expenses. No, no, I don't want to get depressed either. So, yeah, uh, it's a ridiculous amount of money spent on healthcare, and so you could yeah. use the HSA later. So the strategy is you add to an HSA and you don't use it. You don't use it. You let it grow. You let it compound, and then later in life, you start using it. And when you use yes. it, it's tax free. Now. Plus, you Here's, can be on Medicare then and use it then. You just can't contribute. You, you can use it. on Right. You can't contribute. And right. so let's say you're working and you turn 65 and you say, I don't want Social Security. I don't want Medicare. I have an HSA. I'm declining it. Great. But you say, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm 66. I've reached my full retirement age. I want Social Security. And I'm going to continue to work. And I'm going to continue to tr- contribute to my uh, health savings account. 
Can you do that? The answer is no. The reason why is because once you start social security, you are forced to take part A. And there was a lawsuit about this. I, I, I can't remember the year. I'm going to say 2012, thereabouts, where somebody sued the government and said, you can't force me to take part A. I only want social security. I don't want part A because they wanted to contribute to the HSA. Yeah. They didn't want, they wanted to maintain sure. their coverage at work, but sure. the government stood by it. And if you take social security, you are forced to take part A, not part B, but part A is what matters for the high deductible plan. So you can't contribute to an HSA if you're on social security. But, but Dan, you shouldn't be taking social security anyway, if you're still working in a full-time job, right? Well, I mean, you can, you can. I so, know you can, but you, you've said on past shows when we talked about social security, that's not a good idea, right? Well, it doesn't always make sense because there's right. income limits and they start withholding. But if you're making under say 18,000, you could do it and you're before full retirement age. But once yeah. you hit your full retirement age, you could continue to work and take social security. Well, the only time that really makes sense is when you have a spouse and, and you're delaying theirs or doing something like that. Yeah. But um, that's a whole rabbit hole we'll get into social security. Sure. But what was interesting is people don't realize if you take social security, you're automatically enrolled in part A. Yeah. Yeah. And I had heard that you've mentioned that before when we've been talking from coming from the other side of it, when we're talking about Medicare and the benefits of Medicare and do, you know, will I automatically be enrolled? And, you know, yes, if you if you start taking Social Security, then you're automatically enrolled in Medicare. But if you wait to your full retirement age with Social Security, uh, you could, you know, you can opt out of Medicare until that time. That's right. Now, here's the deal, though. You can't opt out of Medicare Part A. If you're on Social Security, you can right. operate a Medicare Part B. Another thing, there's a little trick that people sometimes don't realize. When you hit your full retirement age and you delay Social Security, you once you hit your full retirement age, you can go back six months with Social Security. Say you're 67 years old, mm -hmm. you've, you already hit your full retirement age, and you say, I'm going to turn on Social Security. You know what? I, I want the last six months payback. Uh, give me a lump sum. And Social Security will do that. They'll go six months back. Wow. What people don't realize is they'll retroactively put you in part A six months back. So any HSA contribution you made during that time frame is null and void. Ah. So there's a penalty for that. So, yeah, you got to be careful with that. That's 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 an advanced maneuver that um, people don't people don't realize. Another mm. thing I get, Tony, what if my spouse has it? What if I'm covered for an HSA by my spouse? Can um, can I not contribute because I'm on Medicare? doesn't matter what age you are it's the person that is has the hsa right so your spouse can she um, can still, still keep contributing, contributing. Yeah. right so you could be married your spouse can be uh on your using your hsa and you could still could contribute because you're not on medicare mm -hmm. but if they're on medicare they can't contribute right right yep okay so now we know HSA is important. You got to be careful when you are retired and making sure you understand you can't contribute to an HSA if you're on Medicare. You need a high deductible health plan, which Medicare is not. Now let's talk about, all right, I'm retired. I no longer have a health, a high deductible plan. I'm on Social Security. I'm on Medicare. Now what? Now what does my HSA do? Does it, what, what can I do with it? What makes it so special now? You can continue to use it. You can use- And it's tax-free money. 
tax free as long as you as long as you use it for health expenses, which you're going to have. But immediately you're going to have some if you're on on Medicare. You're right. going to pay well, Part B. You have to pay Part B. And I have it on here. I'm, I'm a typo here. It's it's uh, Pat B. You know, I, I don't know. What, <laughs> oh, I knew who, a Pat who, B once. <laughs> great, great guy, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, gonna fix Pat it. Pat B was thing. a great guy. All right, there it is. It's fixed. So part B. A little shout out to Pat during the show today. <laughs> part B, your part B premium, you know, depending on what it is. Some people pay four hundred dollars a month for part B. Depends on their income. You know, mm-hmm. some people pay 141, you know. So immediately your part B is gonna come out of your social security check. And you're like, well, how do I use my HSA? It's coming out of my social security check. Hold on, hold that thought. You could pay Part D, your drug plan. Maybe you're paying 20 bucks a month for a drug plan. Oh, I'm going to have it come out of my social security check. But I got an HSA. Can I use it for that? Yes. Um, Medicare Advantage plans. Now, in Florida, there are very few Medicare Advantage plans that actually have a premium. Most are no cost. But there are some that actually have a premium. So you can use your HSA to pay for these Medicare-related premiums. Yeah. And, and your you, prescription drugs. I mean, right. you're still going to end up paying something for, you know, you don't get, you know, right. part D doesn't give you free meds. No, no you, right. you you have out of pocket expenses in retirement for healthcare. Right. Uh, it's going to happen. So you can just use it for that. I mean, and there's a lot of things that count as healthcare that they will accept. And, yeah, and they've, they've added over the counter stuff too, you know, yeah. um, and, and dent, are, dental work, which yeah. is a huge expense. Yeah, I think stuff like even stuff like anything from the pharmacy, like cough syrup or yeah. uh, I think that uh, some plan HSA plans accept those things, which is amazing. I think they cover nose clippers, too. I mean, I don't know, but I wouldn't know anything about that. Huh. So. No, I think I'm, <laughs> yeah. so, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. So, no, but, but Tony, what people don't realize and they ask me all the time. Hey, Dan, you know, uh, you know, I'm signed up for Part B. I'm signed up for Part D and I have that cost. For those plans, because you, you can't get a free drug plan. They, no. Unless you're in a Medicare Advantage, you pay, you know, I think the cheapest is like seven, seven, 12 bucks a month. Right. But it comes out of the Social Security check. They say, oh, now I wish I would have used my HSA. You know, so what you do is you can still have it come from your Social Security check. You just get reimbursed. So what you do is you keep a receipt or you have a, a proof that you're paying your Part B premium, which comes out of your Social Security check. You could show that. And then you contact your HSA provider whoever has that HSA and say, Hey, I paid for this. And they'll send you a check, your own money out of your account into your checking account tax-free. Yeah. So you can get reimbursed for these things. The key is you got to keep records. And let's say you're 70 years old and you're like, I didn't know that I've been paying part B premiums for years. Now I've had this HSA sitting over here. I wish I would have known Dan, why didn't I listen to this video sooner? Well, that's that's the first problem. You should be listening to all of these. <laughs> but fear not, you can yeah. retroactively go back and say, hey, I had an HSA account for 10 years. I had this health expense from five years ago. Here's my receipt. Boom. Reimburse me for it. Wow. And you can get reimbursed for years of Part B premiums. Part D premiums. That's magical, Dan. Magical. That is magical. Oh, it's magic. See? It's like magic. That's awesome. And just uh, magic. <laughs> it is. So uh, the great thing about HSAs is that money comes out tax free. And, and like you say, and that's how we use ours, Dan. A lot of times we're actually getting reimbursements. So, yeah. And that's it. Each each HSA provider is different. So some might give you a card you could swipe. 
But in the case of social security deduction, you can't swipe your card there. So you do reimbursement and you can do either or some have are integrated into your healthcare system. So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, just use my HSA for that. Some of them are, are not, you might have an HSA at a bank has nothing to do with your insurance carrier or, or Medicare. So you have to work within their rules. A lot of times it's just go on here, upload a receipt, boom, you're done. You know, or it might not even be a receipt. Yeah, I have a receipt. Trust me. And they'll just send you the money. They don't care. It's on you to prove it to the IRS if there's an audit. So that's why you want to keep your receipts. But something like Medicare premiums comes out of your Social Security check. There's no problem there. You got those records. So the bottom line is HSA. Beautiful thing during at any point in life. You know, if my my kids can have an HSA, I would give. You know what? What a great gift for the grandparent to give their grandson. Hey, if you're if your son's eligible for an HSA, give them that instead of wow. money, gifts, college, anything. And HSAs, they're going to need health care at some point. Wouldn't it be great to use it tax free? Wow, and what a what a gift! What a gift! That's a that's a great idea, right? Instead of just giving them cash, you know, because you get to you know they. So I say, hey, take this money and put it in your HSA. It comes off your taxes. Blah blah blah. Just food for thought. And the other thought is when you're in retirement and sometimes taxation is a big issue, having an HSA there to replenish your cash and use that tax-free, it's it's just like a Roth tax-free. It can really wow. come, in, come in handy when you need to pay for something, but you don't want to take money out of an IRA because it's going to bump you to the next tax bracket. So right. HSA is really powerful. Well, especially when it comes to taxes. I mean, and that's really uh, what it's all about is the money you're going to save on taxes, number one. Number two, everybody's going to have health care expenses. We all do. I mean, it's part of our lives and it's great. We all know that. Uh, but it depends on people's situation, like uh, where they're at financially and what their tax situation is. Like you said, uh, if, you know, you have to look at, you know, you don't want to be bumped up into a higher tax bracket. HSAs can help. Uh, I think it really makes a lot of sense. And it seems like so much of what we talk about, Dan, so much of financial planning is really about tax implications. I mean, you know, and I guess it's because retirement planning, all these retirement accounts and all these accounts have tax implications. And even if you just have money in the stock market, there's tax implications. And so people think, oh, I don't have to worry about taxes when I get to retirement because I won't be working anymore. Whoops. Yeah, it's all and, it's all about taxes and retirement, isn't it? I mean, right. it's crazy. And we're not just talking about tax preparation because that's, you know, you, you, oh, you well, just no. pay someone to do that. We're talking about tax planning. So figuring yeah. this out and it's really important. You make a good point. You know, it, if you say, all right, I'm trying to stay at this tax bracket here. Um, how do I do it? I need this much income. It's really difficult if all you have is an IRA. I mean, there's really yeah. not much you can do. But if you nope. have a Roth, if you have an HSA, all of a sudden now starting to make sense. Yeah. You know? And there's some, and there's now, now they've created so many retirement vehicles. There are other vehicles, insurance uh, that have uh, good tax benefits. In other words, you know, that's what, why a lot of people utilize insurance because the money, when it comes out, if it's a cash policy and you can take the money out, it can come out tax-free or when the benefit is paid out, it's tax-free, right? Absolutely. And, and and here's another biggie, Tony, which didn't exist 10 years ago. Well, maybe it has been 10 years, but the uh, health care subsidies from Affordable Care Act. People oh. not, not yet retired, but they're getting close to that. They make too much money to get a subsidy, but if they get a health, a high deductible plan with a HSA and they can take seven grand 
and put it in an HSA, that comes off their income top line. Now all of a yeah. sudden their income is seven grand lower. And yeah. now all of, a qual- all of a sudden they qualify for a subsidy. That could be a $10,000 subsidy we're talking about or more. Depends on the situation. If you're getting ah, close I see to 60, what you did there. in your 60s. Sure. So an HSA contribution, like an IRA contribution, can lower your adjusted gross income and then allow you to qualify for a healthcare subsidy that you couldn't get. And as long as you pair it with an health, a, a high deductible plan, boom, there you go. So, the so I have a lot of... I'm so sorry. those subsidies, Dan, aren't based on... So you're saying the subsidies aren't based on uh, your... Uh, your gross income adjusted uh, gross income adjusted gross adjust. income so you take off an IRA contribution ah, you take off a health savings account oh so that's you, really so good. let so i'll give you an example a 62 year old couple they're close to medicare but they're still buying health insurance they're sure. they maybe they're retired and they have the income they need but their income let's say is 60 68000 and mm-hmm. the subsidy level is 65 so they make too much they get zero they throw three grand into an HSA account. All of a sudden, they now qualify for a ten thousand dollar a year subsidy for healthcare. Wow, that's huge! And it's it's a hard cutoff, Tony. It's a hard cutoff of a dollar. So a health a, a twenty dollar health savings account contribution couldn't make the difference between some subsidy oh, and wow. no, no subsidy. So it might not so, even be thousands. It could be a twenty dollar really HSA contribution that could allow you to get that ten thousand dollar subsidy. That's huge. Right. That's unbelievable. So that's why these and because people understand that with an IRA contribution, but sometimes they they make too much or they just can't. They, they've already maxed out their IRA contribution. They're like, oh, now what? I got nothing left. Look at the HSA. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, that's it. I, I'm, I'm thinking that HSAs are the number one tool still, even in retirement. Wow. Perhaps more so. Wow. Wow. And I'm not hearing this out there from a lot of people. I mean, I hear once in a while you hear, hey, HSAs are great. They're, you, they're a great tool to utilize. You know, you hear that, but you don't really hear it explained. I mean, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of financial podcasts and radio shows and uh, read a lot of financial books. Um, uh, this one, I'd recommend it. The guy, actually, I'm, I'm looking for typos to give you some crap, but I haven't uh, give you a grief. I <laughs> haven't found any. My co-author is a, a doctor, so he is a little oh. bit more cerebral than I am. <laughs> We're all looking for typos in your book, Dan. Oh, man. God this is going you. downhill. We're, we're going downhill. I'm going to end it here, Tony. Thanks for another all great right. show. Folks out there, make sure if you don't have an HSA, you get one. If you can't get one, well, I'm, that's unfortunate, but there are rules. I have a feeling, sure. Tony, down the road, Congress is going to make some rules that allow everyone to get an HSA. That would be the greatest health care financial thing that they could do for everyone, in my personal opinion. Wow. But who knows? We got that's a pipe dream, but I've heard it rumblings in it in Congress for the past five years. So you never know. But thanks for a good show, everyone, and enjoy the rest of the day. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not investment advice. 
Dan Whittle nor Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas. 